0: Hi guys, good morning. I'm super excited doing today's episode because I'm going to be interviewing Davina. She's an energy healer and I cannot wait to ask her what is an energy healer, what exactly she does and most importantly, how it can help us in this crazy world of dating and relationships, the roller coaster. Davina is here with us via Zoom. Hi Davina. Hey Cal, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so, so much for doing this. We're super excited. So enlighten me, please. What, does an, what is an energy healer? How do you become an energy healer? What exactly is it?
1: So an energy healer is somebody who uses their hands to move energy blockages in the body. So we're all composed of energy. Energy is everywhere. We can't hide it. can't run away from it. And if we have blockages in our body it tends to make us sick. So an energy healer comes in and they move those blockages out of the body and it comes out through um, usually, you know, it could come out in anxiety attacks, panic attacks. There's a lot of different ways that that those blockages come out and everybody reacts differently. So it's great because it makes you very calm. It helps your mood. It helps take out the blockages which are making you sick. So a lot of people go to these doctors, and they can't get an answer why they're sick. And they'll go to any specialist, and the doctor will be telling them the same thing. They'll usually give them a very general uh, diagnosis, and it's until they go to somebody in the healing arts that actually tells them, finds the root of that problem, well.
0: I I am a person. I'm not religious but I super, super, super believe in energy. I, I agree with you. So to me, this is major. So when yeah. you, uh, you know, our, my blog is about relationship and dating. You told me you read some past episodes. So I think the first, <laughs> so you saw like, I get tangled up with bad men, right? Yeah. That's the first thing. And People usually tell me, I have really good light energy. I'm all about peace and and being nice to people because I believe in karma. I believe in whatever we do comes back to us. So how do you think, like in my case, if you see a person like me, and I'm sure a lot of girls are out there, oh my God, you know, why am I attracting all these bad, bad men with this heavy, heavy energy? What would be like your first suggestion or why do you think this happens?
1: i think there are two main reasons i think the first reason is you might be putting out an energy out there that says like hey i'm cool i'm sweet i'm nice i don't hurt anybody um i'm positive but then there's this side to you that's very deep down that's actually the energy could be a little bit low which tends to attract the low energy type of people really so i i could speak from experience i was attracting a lot of interesting characters what I put out there people always said oh it's you know she can't hurt anyone she's a good girl sweet I've, I've been called innocent I've been called pure I've been called all these names but it comes down to kind of what you're feeling deep down inside like what you bury so what you're burying really kind of comes out and attracts the people attracts the maybe toxic or negative person because they also say women who are here with like a bigger purpose women who um, are strong they're from the outside they look like they have everything together they could be um attracting men who need healing
0: yeah yeah that's a good point so you think first things first in a way it's something that we are presenting like yeah. there is something i'm doing to yeah. this man that i'm attracting this kind of man Right. Yeah, I've heard that before from um, from a um, a life coach that I interviewed for my radio show. She said the same thing. It's something within us. It's not just the other person's fault. So how do we get rid of it? <laughs> how do we get
1: rid of it? So um, there are a lot of things that you can do. And I've i tested these things. I've, did, I've done them myself, speaking from experience. Um, but it involves like... A, big process but i would say like basic basic things is you have to do whatever you can to raise your frequency and your energy so um easier said than done but i think the biggest thing for me, for me it would be uh, just becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable that's really what it is you kind of have to struggle through this process it's not going to be easy at all they, will be times where you're just going to want to give up and get back into old patterns, but then you know that that's not really what you want to do, you want to improve, you want to grow. So, just be okay with being uncomfortable and soon you will be
0: comfortable. Oh, so but what do you, like when you say uncomfortable, what do you mean? Like with the changes? Because it's hard to change our behavior, you think?
1: Yeah, through your changes. If you're, for example, distancing yourself from these friends who you leaned on for everything, and you could talk to them about everything, and then suddenly you're kind of a little bit more alone. You're trying to find better people, kind of match your frequency. It could get a little lonely. They were yeah. easily available for you, but now they're not. So you oh, not I see. Have to think about that. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to have talks with, like, if you have, for example, like a family member you don't get along very well. You always wondered why. Um, I would suggest getting past like regression therapy because it can help you find out why you're here with that person and kind of fix that issue. And once you realize like that relationship with that person can improve.
0: Yeah. I actually yeah. heard this before. Now that's a good question that I didn't plan to, to ask, but I had a horrible relationship with my dad growing up. My father was just not a nice person, you know, he was a womanizer, he cheated on my mom, blah, 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 he was always traveling. Um, And a lot of people told me that maybe, I don't know, I accept the way men treat me, that it's a lot related to how my dad treated me and my mom. Do you think maybe that's possible? That's something that us as women, we should figure out? Yes,
1: I really think a father's relationship with the daughter is, more important than the mother's relationship with the daughter when it comes to finding the person, finding their person, uh-huh. because the daughter will learn how men treat women when they watch their father treat women. So I have this friend, and he was such a gentleman, so respectful. You know, he would go out. He'd be like, "Call me when you get home. Want to make sure you're safe, this that." And then one night we were all drinking. And he goes, and I go to him, I'm like, you must have learned from uh, your dad to be such a gentleman. And he goes, no, I learned from myself. I didn't want to be like my dad. So there are two types of guys. Yeah. It's those guys that see how their dad treated their mom and they said, I'm not going to be like that. But then there are the guys who see their dad acting like that and say, you know, I'm going to be just like my dad.
0: Yeah, that's The key is to find
1: that kind of guy.
0: The kind of guy that wants to treat women nicely, I know. And it's funny that you're saying that because a lot of these men from my 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 stories that you hear, they're all fathers to girls. And many times I actually looked them in the face and I said, I really hope nobody treats your daughters when they grow up the way you're treating me, because I think these yeah. men forget. That we had dads too, so sometimes it makes me wonder how would you feel if somebody did this to your daughter. But actually, and they, there's a reason
1: why they've been giving girls
0: right, there's but they don't think they about it. That's the interesting. Oh, I think thing. about this
1: all the time. They say the Casanova's the. You know, forever bachelors, like when they end up settling down and when they end up having kids, they're gonna have girls <laughs> because they have to see it's like karma, they have to yeah. see other boys potentially break their daughters' hearts like they used I to
0: know. break women's hearts. So, like men out there, if you're listening to us, before you like mean to a girl, before you cheat, before you do something horrible, remember that one day it's gonna be your daughter in the dating pool, and I think everybody wants mm-hmm. their daughters to be treated with respect, right?
1: Exactly. You you don't want to watch <laughs> your kid cry over a guy.
0: Exactly. Now, Davina, I have to ask you. Tell mm-hmm. me one really bad. I know you have a few, like one horrible was, yeah. <laughs> dating story. I'll the
1: worst one that I still
0: remember. To okay, say. go for it. Still, we want to hear it kind of bothers me to this day.
1: So I was at a party and I like the typical, like blonde, blue eyed, very, just like, doesn't look like me. I don't like Persian guys, Mm -hmm. really. I just, I like a little bit more exotic looking. And I was speaking to this guy and he asks me out and he takes me out and we're sitting at the bar. The conversation seems like, okay. And then all of a sudden he starts getting very handsy. And then I respectfully like moved his hand and he starts to get very defensive. And he goes, well, uh, you know, your friend, blah, blah, uh, let me do this to her on the first date. You're all the same. You should let me do it too.
0: Oh, You're all the same?
1: You're all the same. And I'm like, no, we're not all the same, but thank you for putting me in that box. Anyway, it gets he, But to... what
0: but what did he mean by that you're all the same? He meant like because of we your We all
1: we all put out on the first. Day. You but
0: he meant your heritage? Yeah, Persian uh,
1: girls.
0: Oh, I hear that a lot because I'm half Brazilian and uh, yeah, I've heard yeah. men's Oh, you girls are so loose from Latin America, you know. Yeah. Ugh, these
1: stereotypes are so wrong.
0: I know. Well, first of all, they're disrespectful, right? So huh? <laughs> no, I don't even know what to say. Then what did you say to the guy?
1: Um, I mean, I tried to shrug it off as just he's being a guy, and I was trying to go up. This was another like mistake I made. I should not have tolerated it, and yeah. I would not right now. And then he starts talking about politics, and I don't like talking about politics at all. I know me neither. And from uh- my face because my face tends to just give away too
0: much. Uh-huh.
1: I made it I made it look like I did not vote for Hillary, okay? <laughs> and he's like, I could never be with someone who didn't vote for Hillary. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst state of my life.
0: He said that to you during the day? Yeah, this, this is the, the worst state I've, I've ever been on. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: I'm sitting there like...
0: Did you leave?
1: So I was like, I got to go. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to walk you to
0: Penn Station. I don't know what made me walk with him. It's like, it's exactly what we we are talking about and trying to figure out. That's the whole reason why I started this podcast. It was my way to vent and figure out why do we accept certain things? I think sometimes, I don't know, I'm trying to find answers. To me, sometimes it's just like, Oh, uh, I'm lonely or whatever. I'll give this guy a chance. But the truth is... I was, yeah. Right? Let's face it. No, I was also
1: attracted to him. I think it was a lot like I was attracted to him. I know. And I was like so upset after the date. I went home and I called, you know, the one ex that was really nice to me and I cried to
0: him. Oh, you but you called for a booty call?
1: No, I actually didn't.
0: Just to vent? Just to
1: vent. Uh,
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) See? (laughs) Next time that Never. happens, call a girlfriend. Don't call an ex-boyfriend right? That's another thing that we do. <laughs> I probably
1: did that too. I probably told all my friends at the time but I told I was I was a big share back then. <laughs>
0: Probably, yeah. I know. I think I shared a lot. I'm like that too. I'm like super open, and I don't play games. I just tell stuff like it is. And my girlfriends yeah. tell me sometimes I should just keep my things more private. Don't just open yeah. up so that's much. A, that's
1: another thing that you could do. That's also good. Keep your, um, keep your life more private. Yeah. I think that's also helps me over time.
0: I know. I mean, but for even sure. like when I go on a date, I don't like playing games. I don't, ha- I, I don't have patience There's for games, you don't have right? so games. But my girlfriends actually tell me, yes, you should Playing games in terms of like, oh, don't, don't text too quickly or wait for the guy to text first or wait a day or two or don't say everything about your life. Do you think we should do these things, be more guarded, or should we just open up or and say whatever we no, want? No, I
1: think we need to be more vulnerable.
0: More vulnerable?
1: We need to be more vulnerable, but in a smart way. I'm not saying go and tell, like, your whole life story in the first three, four days. Uh-huh. No, we have to carefully um, release information. If it's the right guy and we're vulnerable, it's gonna, it's going to stick. It's oh, really, really gonna stick. All of my married friends now. First thing they tell me, I was vulnerable, and it happened. Look, it happened. I was vulnerable, and we shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable because we have to keep in mind that if we're vulnerable and we share ourselves with that person, if it doesn't work out, it'll be fine because we taught them things, they taught us things to get us ready for the right person.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's that's a gr- that's great advice. I am uh, just my nature. I just open yeah. up too much and I'm like, it is what it is. What you see is what you get. And for that reason, I end up being really hurt a lot. Right. You know, yeah. but, but I don't I don't think we can change our personality. Just like you said, if you it's know. the right person, they're gonna love it. And if it's the wrong person, maybe right. it's better off that we just find out sooner rather than later, right?
1: I have another thing that can also help you that I realized. Um, I had an episode on my podcast with a human design reader. Uh who's also a medium, which was really, really a fun, fun episode. But she will tell you um, your design, which kind of, it'll give you advice on like how to deal in romantic relationships as well. Like for me, I'm a projector. So I'm supposed to wait for the invitation. So I can't, Pursue
0: guys. Yeah, me. I I can't either. I'm like old fashioned. I agree with you. Yeah,
1: I can't pursue that. But the thing is, I I'm not gonna say I was pursuing, but like I would make it more known that like I was interested because I wanted to look less intimidating. Because I kept being told when I was growing up, you're so intimidating. You're this. You're that. Guys are scared of you. So I heard that and I said, okay, then I should like go after guys a little bit more. No, wrong. Wrong.
0: Yeah, you're not going to change Always your personality for, for a guy, right? That's a fact. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> you uh, heard my Valentine's Day episode. That's horrible, right? That's disgusting.
1: Yeah, that was like, uh, I'm like, this would make a great movie.
0: <laughs> I know. Have you ever heard a worse dating story than that? I ask all my friends.
1: I don't know if it's like the worst dating store. I mean, it's pretty odd. It's a little bizarre. But my friend went out with this guy who they were on a rooftop bar and he literally started taking his shirt off. And then he... At the um, bar? At the bar. And then he went to go get gas still with his shirt off. And like, then he put like a blazer on to cover. It's just bizarre. He took his shirt off on the date. That's just something that comes <laughs> to my mind. In front of everybody? <laughs> In front of everybody. That's so just that weird.
0: Was, That's just strange. Oh,
1: that was very weird. So, yeah.
0: Now, do you have like one great experience, like a date that you said, wow, this guy actually did everything right? This was Yeah, my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Every day was my
1: boyfriend
0: now. Oh, so you are in a happy relationship now. Yay! Yes. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been dating?
1: About six months. Alright,
0: so how did it start? I mean, okay, that's a good one. What did he do like in the beginning? Great story. It's yeah, a
1: fantastic yeah. story. So um he so six months before we met, I saw him somewhere and I found out that he and my like best guy friend know each other. So I like to research. So I go to my best guy friend. I said, who is this guy? What's his deal? And he's like, oh, I know him from parties. He's nice. Why? And then I just played it off as like, mm, whatever. I didn't get much get into it much. And then like around five months later, we matched again on an app. And he reaches out to me. I thought we only matched once. But he says we matched like three, four times. And it took him like five months to talk to me. Oh, wow. Anyway,
0: How cute.
1: Yeah. So um he messages me like a few days later we made a date. And that day that we had a date, I was supposed to meet with a big influencer. She cancels on me like 6 on my way to the meeting. I was like annoyed, but I texted him I'm available earlier. So we got coffee and I was supposed to go to like a housewarming for a friend. And I went there like two, three hours late. And <laughs> My friends were like, where, where were you? Like you're late. I was like, Oh, I was just on a date. And then a week later COVID started.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: So We had basically for the first month and a half, we had daily like six hour video chat calls not kidding, six to seven, we would be up from like eight to two in the morning talking and we decided to meet when everything got like a little safer
0: and we just like took it from there. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Guys, this is Davina. She's an energy healer. We're going to take a super quick break and we're going to come back because I want to ask you a few more questions, really important questions about how do we change our energy and attract people with great energy. It happened yeah. to you. Maybe you can do your magic and make it happen to me. <laughs> sure. And everybody else out there will be right back. So, Davina, now that we know that you're in a happy, healthy relationship, what is your just very pragmatic, like, what do you have a list of a few suggestions? Like, do this, 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 that I think will help you attract nicer people
1: Mm -hmm. so definitely number one energy healing number two make a list of uh the areas in your life that you'd like to improve so it means like getting getting out of a specific circle of friends get out of there um do more hobbies that you love Uh, find your calling in life i really think that helps just commit to self-growth and just improving yourself and um, you know, eat well, exercise obviously, and just remain positive at all times. Just be positive, and
0: yeah, yeah. I think Great. it's really important, and I've heard that before, that we're happy with ourselves, that yeah. we don't feel bad about being single, being alone. Yes, that it's not exactly. okay to be with someone toxic just because that's something that I just learned recently. I think before I would rather be with the wrong person just, instead of being alone. And these right. days I'm more like I'm so happy with myself. I love oh, my work. I, I just good. love hanging out with my family and my friends that I'm never going to just settle and be treated poorly again. And I think that was Amazing. a huge step for me. So happy you know? to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it just happened after this last story, this this crazy guy that I was with. Good, him. so
1: yeah, that was needed. You see, that was needed to happen for
0: you to learn. Exactly. I think, yeah, all these horrible things had to happen to me. And now I decided the next person that hopefully I'll, I'll have someone else. But I'm not in a hurry at all, you know. I'm just like, Good. well, I want it to be organic. And if I meet Good. somebody nice that will be nice to me, great. If not, you know. I'm never gonna accept Next. somebody um being mean to me again, you know. If they're mean Good. to me, they're just out the door.
1: That typically happens after a narcissistic relationship or like involvement with someone who's a narcissist. They're they're actually the ones who teach you
0: to Yeah, and, and value you saw and I have a bunch of stories about those, you know. For some crazy reason, like you said, I was attracting all kinds of narcissist men, you know. Yeah. It's That's your hard. purity. No, it's your um, yeah. Do you think, yeah, actually that guy, uh, he, you probably saw on my uh, podcast, he used to say to me that I was too nice, that I was, oh, you're too freaking nice, you're too, and I'm like, excuse me, do you want me to be bad to people? Do you Uh want me to be mean to people? I mean, I'm not going to change my nature, you know? right. Yeah. Now do you you're you're an energy healer you're super connected with the universe which I love do you think it's possible that we have more than one soulmate in life or yeah. just one
1: Totally so this is something that a lot of people like love to talk about and they're like a little bit confused but like the term soulmate it can be used for people who are not romantic it could be platonic it could be your family. So when it comes to like love soulmate, someone you end up with, Uh we are given about like seven possible people. So based on where you are and with your energy, that's the person you can end up with. But given if they are okay with their energy too. Like if they are on the right path and you're on the right path, Uh you'll meet. But if you're going on the right path and this person is like, you're not gonna meet. So what happens is you'll go to like another soulmate who's like closer to that path. So like in Kabbalah respect, um, a a guy if he does the work, the self work, and he improves himself, he can take another man's soulmate who's not ready.
0: Wow. So you that have so many soulmates
1: in your life. So what you want to do is you want to be the best version of yourself, so you can attract your highest soulmate. Yes. the one who's done the work and um, they say when two like very highly spiritual people come together to like very connected soulmates come together they create like very very powerful children right in the future that are gonna they're gonna do a lot of work for humanity and the community mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like a stronger version of the two of them obviously oh, but like so, spiritually
0: Yeah, so it is possible to love more than one person to Yes, have.
1: in different ways though
0: Mm-hmm. That's so great. you could
1: be like I love like, this person like you loved how they were but it would be like a yeah. type of love that you'd have for like your brother yeah. or like your friend it doesn't have to be um, that kind of like romantic love that like you see in movies yeah. it's like you both uh-huh. die for each other there's only going to be really at the end one person like that uh-huh. that's your highest mate, but you, you have the ability to kind of pick who you end up with based on your energy so that's why it's important
0: do you have any advice on how we move forward from all these past relationship traumas and um how do we learn to trust again because in my case and i know i have a lot of girlfriends that say the same thing uh when i meet somebody new i'm always like oh how am i gonna trust this person They're going to hurt me. They're going to be horrible to me. They're going to lie to me. Is there a way that we kind of let our guard down and trust again?
1: Yeah, there is a way. Um, So what I would say is you have to, before you get involved with that person, you kind of have to create this like bubble in your head to protect yourself. And I always tell my clients, like. Take a white light, put it from the top of your head down to your toes and back up and protect yourself and look at them with a lot of compassion and say, hey, this person, okay, might have not healed from their past relationships and their like past hurts and they're doing the best they can and our upbringing was different, but I'm willing to give it a try with this person and see where it could go, but... If the outcome is not good, then I have to accept that, like, maybe the outcome's not good because I'm supposed to grow. Yeah, so, so in I other words, need, we need each other yeah, to get to where we both need to be.
0: But in other words, just because one person was really bad to us, it doesn't mean the next one exactly. is going to do the same, right? So we have exactly. to be open-minded.
1: Exactly. Unless, like, we're repeating some kind of, like, negative pattern we've kind of just, like, programmed in our heads. Mm-hmm like I was saying before, but yeah, you have to meet them with a lot of
0: compassion. Yeah. Well, this was fantastic. I love all your advice. Um, I love, I believe in energy. If you guys believe in energy, her work is just amazing. Davina, tell them um, what your Insta is in case they want to know more about you. And in case they have more questions, I have 10 billion questions for her, obviously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So my Insta is at Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E,
0: uh-huh. healing
1: by D. So I have a in my LinkedIn bio. I have a link to my website where I tell you all my packages, and uh-huh. I have specific like love coaching packages if uh-huh. you'd like, and my energy healing rates, and uh, or you can email me at divinehealingbyd.
0: Love coaching, love coaching. I never heard of yeah, that love before. Coaching. Love coaching. I'm gonna do that. Love coaching. I need some love coaching. But I feel love. so much better already just talking to you. Ah. And listening to your advice and everything sounds fantastic. Thank Thank you you so, so much. It was such a pleasure having you here. You're the best. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. And guys, um, this was a fantastic conversation. I'm going to drop it. We don't edit. So whatever it is, it is, right? And I'm going to drop my interview with Davina now on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. It's going to be on a gazillion platforms. Cat on the loose, if you want to listen to it. Don't forget to support your favorite podcasts, mine and hers, because we are artists and we really believe in what we do. Thank yes. you so much. Good energy, good vibes. At the end, I think your message is if we send out great energy, that that's very likely what we're gonna get back, right? Exactly. 100%. Is that is that phrase true? Karma is a bitch. Karma is growth. Karma is growth.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna be positive. Karma is growth. Okay, karma
0: is growth. But you know, it can be bad karma, right? It's a bitch, right? If you do bad things, it's gonna come back to you. If you do good things, it should come back to you. And if you do bad things, it should come back to you. Fantastic! Thank you so much, Davina. This is a lot of fun. Bye bye. We're dropping it. Bye guys.